The Joe Mays and J-Rock Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Rock Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. Football. The Big it, Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. And the NFL. He's in! Patriots win the Super Bowl! Brady has his fifth! What a comeback! Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappa. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 236th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, my co-host, Justin Rappa. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back. Um... You know, we, we mentioned last week, it's that time of year for us, so I'm um, glad to keep the ball rolling tonight. Yeah, we are full on football 100%. We started our 2017 NFL preview last Monday, talking about the NFC West. Here we are, ready to talk about the AFC West tonight. And football for me is in full swing, really for you too, we are going to our voluntary throw around sessions with our middle school football team. I was just up at the high school most of the day on Thursday for the first seven on seven session of the 2017 Pennsylvania high school football schedule. A lot of these schedules have been finalized, camp dates are set, and we know that in just over a month, NFL teams will be reporting for training camp. Yeah, how crazy is that? Crazier um, to think that we won't be back together to talk NFL for a month because of uh, yeah, vacations and things like that. Yeah. So now I will be like here I said, next. I guess when I said it's that time, <laughs> it, it means a bunch it applied of in a bunch of different ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I will be back next week. I don't know who will be my co-host, but I will be talking with whoever joins me, continuing the NFL preview, talking NFC South. And we will get Justin's input probably via email to read to you all before I give you my picks for what's going to happen with a division that probably when you first hear NFC South, immediately you think of one team. But that division has a lot of history of turnover and quick turnover and a lot of, you know, up until I guess recently, and of course, but last year it happened where a team that didn't win the year before, uh, took it over. Yeah. But NFC South has been the NFC representative in the Super Bowl the last two years. Could it be another team? Could a team jump into the scene, steal the show, and become the third straight team to represent the NFC South? It's interesting because I know that's not the division we're focusing on tonight, but when you look at it, like, in in a division, like I feel like that division is primed for someone who is maybe a little a little off the radar last year, um, at least by the end of the year, um, to, you know, kind of make a run. Not not to get into that too much, but uh, we can talk about that later on. But. So we are continuing our trek through the NFL divisions each week throughout the summer. Up this week, though, we're staying out west, but we're jumping to the AFC, and we're going to start with. We'll probably start with, I guess, fourth place. That seems to be what we were doing. Now, last year, it went worst to first was the San Diego Chargers, the Denver Broncos, 
after winning it, I think, three of the last four or four out of the last five years, Denver finished third. The Oakland Raiders represented the AFC as one of the wildcard teams, and then the Chiefs won the division in 2016. But what is it gonna, what's going to happen in 2017? Well, this is an interesting division. This is an interesting division because, honestly, I don't think the team that finished last, the Chargers, now the Los Angeles Chargers, are awful like some of the teams we discussed last week. I definitely think they're better than the 49ers right. and the Rams. I I don't think it's... Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's because the end I, of my thought. I don't mean... I don't think it's likely that they win the division by any stretch, and we'll get to that in, in, in a few minutes, but it wouldn't... I wouldn't give them, like, a, z- a 0% chance. There, there are very few teams that give 0%, but, you know, let's say, like, 10% chance. Would I give them a 10% chance to win the division? Honestly, maybe, because they were really close on a bunch of games last yeah. year to winning, well, and that's... I feel like they maybe improved, but here's the thing, like, when you talk about improvements, it's all relative, you know, like, you know, um, look, the Browns, all right, they'll go extreme. The Browns, there's a lot of room for improvement, right? There's lots of room for improvement on on the Chargers, especially if you look at the record. But when you look at the individual games, yeah, it came well, down to possessions. Didn't they I, I hold just, the possession like they held the lead with like two minutes left or something? Because they had that crazy games, stat yeah. where like they were a playoff team if if games were um, three quarters, yeah, right? Like, and like fifty-eight minutes, minutes long or something. something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, so this is what happened. They started off the season with an overtime loss to the Chiefs, who, like I said, went on to win the division. Yeah. Then they beat up on the Jaguars on the road good. at Kansas City, right? At Kansas City, which is a tough place to play, right. Right? Arrowhead. Then they lost to the Colts by four. They lost to the Saints by one. They lost to the Raiders, AFC wildcard, by three. They then beat the Broncos and beat the Falcons, right? In overtime in Atlanta. In Atlanta. They lost to the Broncos by eight. They beat the Titans by eight. The Titans were pushing for a wild card. They lost to the Dolphins. Again, only by a touchdown. They beat the Texans by eight. Again, a playoff team. Then they lost their final five games by seven, 12, three, three, and ten. So if you remember all those scores, if I said them all, they only lost two games of the 11 by more, ten or more points all year. Right. So they essentially now there was a couple there was a game or two that was eight, but they essentially within a touchdown in right. um, in every game that they lost save for two. Right, exactly, and you know you look at yeah, I just that was it was brutal. Like so so to kind of reset on that, I think they offensively, I think they're better. Um, I think they'll get um, like they relied. They got a lot more out of the running back who oh, I'm trying to I forget his name, um, but they got more out of him, especially early in the season than they did his rookie year. Um, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, Melvin Gordon. So he had a better year, kind of tailed off, but the team did too, right? Um, but they added, didn't they pick two big time wide receivers? Didn't they pick up some? Uh, um, they added Travis Benjamin, right. which they is a big addition. They have Keenan Allen coming back. Who, oh, they drafted uh, they Mike drafted Williams. They drafted Mike Williams, who I think is actually fighting an injury yeah, at the yeah. moment. Yeah, no, he is, he is. And they also have Dentrell Inman, who's no slouch. But right. So if Allen stays healthy, you add Benjamin a deep threat, you have Inman, and then you add Mike Williams, right. all of a sudden right. that offense looks so a little bit So when you have Phillip Rivers, who is going to get back there and sling it all over the field, you know, like I feel like that could help Melvin Gordon in the running game. It's hard to see them winning this division, in my opinion, because I think this division has some really good teams. Um, but I think they're definitely improved over last year. What they won five games last year, went five and five and eleven. Um, I probably put them at honestly, I put them at like seven or eight wins, and it wouldn't surprise me if they won more than that. It would. Yeah. I don't know that they're going to win more than that. Like I. You know, I know they they were able to sign. They didn't have to use the franchise tag. They were able to sign the guy to extension. They used it, but got the extension there. Um, I think. Well, you're talking about a new coach, Anthony yeah. Lynn comes in from the Bills. Th- that's right. So the Gus Bradley is now their defensive coordinator. Yeah. So there's a lot of change going on, but with what they had last year, 
coming back with the change in scheme, the change in location. Yeah, I I kind of like the Chargers. Yeah, and I, I like think I, like you. It's said, gonna be interesting to see. Like, and it can be really tough to do it early on to get the thing rolling because there's there's virtually everything except Philip Rivers is gonna be different for this team <laughs> this year. You know, like, and I I don't mean that is there's a lot of turnover. Just like you said, new stadium, new practice facility, new coaching staff, new you know everything's new. A lot of the players are living in a new place. Like, just lots of new things this year. Um. But if they can get things going in the right direction and they can get some some momentum in LA, um, that could be that could be really interesting uh, to have definitely to have that momentum, especially because you know they talk about it. So you have the the Rams are in LA and they're using the Coliseum, right? They're yes. playing at the Coliseum, which seats like ninety thousand people. Could seat more if they wanted to, right? Um, and then you have these guys who are playing, I believe, at the home of the LA Galaxy, um, which is the MLS team, so it's what, probably like 45,000? 27,000. Okay, I was (laughs) trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. So, so here's the thing, 27,000, and they're they're concerned that they're not going to be able to fill that stadium. Um, it's going to be interesting, because also, we touched on this, maybe I was a different conversation, but like, um... No, it was last week. We were talking about Sam Darno. Like, yeah, the hype around USC this year, I right. think, is going to reach some of those levels it hasn't been for a little while. Um, that could hurt the NFL teams a little bit. Uh, we're getting way out of here, but right. I, I just, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Ram, the Chargers do really well. Um, but I still, I'm pegging them seven to eight wins because I think they're better than last year. But right, it is. It is, but um, I don't know. It'll, it's going to be interesting. Can they protect Phillip Rivers, who's old, and can the defense play well? Gus Bradley has a fairly good record. As with, a defensive coordinator, at least. Right, exactly. And so that's that's where you would expect him to be able to maybe thrive, a new new system there. They've got talent on defense. Um, we'll have to wait and see, but... Well, I, you know what? I'm going to go eight. I'm going to put them at eight wins. Right, that's, right. that's, that's what three I'm game improvement. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for the Chargers is the offensive line, which we talked about last week, I believe, with the Seahawks and the Rams. Yeah. And you mentioned Melvin Gordon. Well, he kind of trailed off at the end. the The Chargers are undergoing another offensive line overhaul. Uh, King Dunlap and DJ Fluker are gone. Now they brought in Russell Okung who was with the Seahawks for a while and then, then went to Denver. They, you know, they, they're expecting more from Max Turk, Matt Slauson, and they drafted Forrest Lamp, who was a great get in the second yeah. round out of Western Kentucky. They also added Dan Feeney and Sam Tevy in the draft as well. And we already mentioned Mike Williams, the wide receiver from Clemson. That's a big get as well. So I think if their line is set up to pound the rock and give Melvin Gordon and their, they, besides Gordon, they completely redid their running backs. They brought in Kenjin Barner from the Eagles. They re-signed Brandon Oliver. Um, they brought, brought in Andre Williams. And there was a, I think there was another name too that I saw was added or, or swapped out or that, or they lost a bunch. They lost Danny Woodhead, yeah. Dexter McCluster and Ronnie Hillman. See, I, I, I probably give him too much credit, but I feel like, Kenyon Barner can fill a little bit of that Danny Woodhead role. And Woodhead missed most of the last year. Right, right. Here's the thing. I feel like a lot more people would feel like he's going to fill the Dexter McCluster role. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So, like, but I think a, a but duo as, of Gordon and Oliver yes, with Barner as the yes. as the other guy. I mean, even if, if they carry four running backs now, because they'll probably keep Derek Watt, who's listed as the fullback. Uh, Andre Williams is also another guy that right. has had his moments with the Giants. Yeah. So, but can they give them any room slash time, you know? That, right, it comes down to the offensive Because line. they've got the weapons at the skill positions. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting. And that's that's ignoring the defense, who obviously had their issues holding on to leads last year. Yeah. But with Gus Bradley coming in and Anthony Lynn look, having a different demeanor, When you look at some of those scores from last year, too, a lot of those games, they give up 21 points or less. In the NFL, like, I... I Always say if you hold a team twenty or less, you need to win you need the to game. Win. Yeah, but let's look. So they gave up thirty three 
Right, in overtime. They gave up 14 and 1. Right. They gave up 26. They right. gave up 35. They gave up 34. Okay. <laughs> but then the win, they gave up 13. Then they gave up 30 to the Falcons and won. Right. Then they gave up 27. They gave up 35, but won. They gave up 31. Yeah, so, so I guess it was the Browns and the Raiders lost that stuck out because those were like the last two of the last three right. that we had gone through. They gave up 19 to the Raiders and lost, and they gave up 20 to the Browns and lost. Those, yeah, you know, say, now that's not a huge it's the difference between being 5 and 11 and 7 and 9, you know, so you're yeah, still bad. The but. only time they lost and didn't allow more than 21 was Raiders Browns back to back, right? 18th and 24th. And that that's kind of the nail in the coffin of the season, too, because they were 5 and 8 going in with outside chances, you know, of. Of salvaging that 500 season, you never know what happens. Then you lose to the Raiders in a heartbreaker, and then you lose to the Browns, which means you are ready to golf, I guess. So, <laughs> so obviously, defense needs to step up, and I think they will if the offensive line comes together and they stick with the running game and let Phil Rivers do what he can do. He's a very good quarterback, and we talked about the additions on offense at receiver. There's some potential there. So the Chargers who were last in 2016, five and eleven. Justin says eight and eight. I'm going to join him there. I think seven to nine is is a very distinct possibility. And if things go really right in Los Angeles for them, I think they could get to ten. Yeah, I yeah, like it wouldn't surprise me. I shouldn't say it would surprise me a little bit. It wouldn't. I wouldn't rule it out though because they were so close in a number of games last year. But at the same time, like, if it goes bad, it could go bad in a hurry. You know, like, you've yeah. got all this new stuff going on. It could go bad quick. So, I think there's a very, very fine line um, that they're walking coming out of a season where they had a lot of the breaks go the wrong way. You know, like, they, they had so many of those games that could go either way didn't go their way last year. That's why I think a, a quote-unquote quick start would be key for them this year because if they lose like two out of the last three in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter again, all of a sudden that's all everyone's going to be talking about. You know what I mean? Yep. Whereas if they win some of those, they'll be talking about how oh they've they bucked that trend. You know they're they're good to go, all that stuff. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how that uh, plays out. But I'm yeah, I think you know seven and nine is realistic. We're gonna. I think we're both staying eight and eight. What we didn't say is is that fourth place because honestly, I need to go through the other teams. I think I agree. I agree, and uh, I'm. I don't think it's gonna be fourth place for me. Let's move on to the third place team from last year, which was the Denver Broncos. They finished nine and seven. They they kind of got off to a great start. They were undefeated four and zero. They dropped a couple of games to the Falcons and rival Chargers. Before rebounding and winning three of their next four, with their only loss to the char- to the Raiders, excuse me, and they're seven and three at their bye. Well, they went two and four over the end of the season, and only really winning one meaningful game against the Jaguars. They lost their other big ones against the Chiefs, Titans, Patriots, and Chiefs again. Now they did beat the Oakland Raiders twenty-four to six on January first, but I don't. I think the Chiefs may have had the division wrapped up. And the Raiders knew that they were the wild. They may card. have. That so, might have been like a time of the day game too. Like I don't even. Is that know. the game that Derek Carr got injured in? No, I feel no, it was no earlier than that. because that's the game Matt McGloin got injured in. Isn't yeah, yeah, you're it? I right. think it is. So I mean, really, the Broncos just struggled down the stretch. Basically, from Thanksgiving on, the Broncos were a mess, only beating the Jaguars and a Raiders team that I don't think had much to play for anymore. I could be no. wrong on that, but. I think they already knew that the Chiefs had locked up the division, that the Raiders had the wild card. So I really think it made no difference what happened in that game, uh, which was in Denver as well. And, well, a little bit of deja vu as we get ready to look ahead at 2017 because what's going on at the quarterback position? Does anyone know? No. <laughs> that That's a problem. So say what you will for the end of the Peyton Manning era. You knew what you were getting out of him. And he started on fire when he moved there in what was it 2012, his yeah. first year there. Yeah. And it, it, you know, dwindled each year after that, but it ended with a Super Bowl title. So there's not, not a lot you can say about that. It looks like they made a good, you know, good decision with Osweiler. But then again, what they have now, is it there much of a difference? Right. And when you look at it, um, you know, I, 
They didn't get a veteran. No. Like no. and they didn't draft anyone high. They made Chad Kelly Mr. Irrelevant yeah. with the two hundred and fifty third pick in the draft. Yes, and he probably did that because he's friends with Jim Kelly and wanted right. to do him a favor. So that is Jim Kelly, the famous well, in reality, Buffalo probably Bills quarterback. Isn't necessarily a favor nephew. to be drafted there. Um, Chad Kelly actually played at Red Lion High School for a while. Yeah, that blew which my I, mind. Yeah, when, when you I told, told me Justin that. that, he had no idea. He didn't realize that that was the right. case. He didn't finish there, but he played at a number. Of, he played at a played number a of high of schools and colleges. Yeah. And last we knew, I believe, was still recovering from an arm. Injury. Yeah, broke his arm. I think. Yeah. yeah. So he's on the roster. Who knows what's going on with him? Another guy on the roster I've never heard of, Kyle Slaughter. Yeah, I don't know. Do not know who that is. And it's so bad that Wikipedia doesn't even know who he is. The other two are somebody guys just, that... Somebody just altered it and put their name in there, and Wikipedia <laughs> and can't like, confirm or well, deny. And no one knows. Is it yeah. true or not? So they're going with Trevor Simeon or Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch was drafted in the first round in 2016. He played sparingly last year. Simeon was kind of the guy, but they bounced around back and forth. Neither of them really took hold of the game. Simeon was kind of the game manager. He's the guy that wasn't going to do a lot to win you games. Northeastern or North, yeah. Northwestern. Northwestern, right? yep. Yeah. I don't uh, think Northeastern has a football team, no, so that would be pretty amazing so. if it came out of there. So, but, you know, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Lynch or Simeon? I would well, guess you, it's Simeon. You drafted Paxton Lynch in the first round, didn't you? Yeah. So at some point it's going to be traded up for him, I believe. It's going to be him, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, okay, I'll cut to the chase. I think this team's worse this year than they were last year. I, I agree. That's why I said I'm going to put them six or seven wins. We started I think with the Chargers, yeah. and then I was thinking, you know what? I actually think the Broncos might be the fourth, the, yeah. the last place team. I think I don't think they're awful. I don't think they're drafting number one next year, which would help them because then they could solve that quarterback issue. Um, but. This is a team that got old in a hurry. Yeah. Um, all over the place. Like, offensive line isn't what it needs to be for a young team. Um, yeah, I just... I just... I, I don't see, like... The Chargers, I think, got better in multiple facets. Right. They have... Don't get me wrong. Their defense will still be fine. But, like, you kind of talked with the Seahawks about how... A, a top five defense is is great. Most teams would take that, you know, every season. But when you are one of the best and you drop to fifth, you know, then all of a sudden that makes it sound like I didn't mean that's one of the best. But you know what I mean. When there's no. still a drop off, then more of those deficiencies on the other side of the ball get exposed. And I feel like that's what's going to happen here. I think they'll have a top ten defense. I think they're going to have a bottom third offense. So bottom third, I they could be. Yeah, I, I meant think, twenty or lower. They're probably more likely to be twenty five. I lower. think at least twenty or lower. Yeah, I was thinking twenty five or lower. So. Right. So if you're go twenty five or lower, you absolutely need to be probably top you three defense to, defense to like be right around that eight nine wins mark. And I don't think they're. I think they're probably like the five to seventh ranked defense well, in my opinion. And, and what the, it's a quarterback league, so we know that they don't have a quarterback yet. Right. They have a quarterback that's probably also it, in the bottom right. third. So if you don't have a quarterback. That wipes out a lot of the effectiveness of any of your wide receivers. Your running backs are rotational and haven't really stood up. CJ right. Anderson, Devontae Booker, Jamal Charles, all good names. Right. One of them's oft injured at the downside of his career. CJ Anderson now, and Devontae Booker are similar backs. Right. I think Jake Butt could be a great pick for them. But is it next this year? year? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, now Virgil Green and Jeff Huberman are no slouches, but they're also not they're not guys in their right. prime that have I think the world I think Jake Butt can be a great NFL tight end. I just think he's got the athleticism he's got a year and size. Away, though. No, no, no. I know. I just mean like I think that's the attitude here, though. I think they're gonna kind of ride out some contracts here, you know, try and see what they've got with some young guys and start building. Like I, so I honestly, I'm probably gonna go six wins because I think it goes south. Like I think they have the talent to get seven or eight on defense. I if defense is playing as at the top notch, right. But I think the offense is going to do it. And I, like in Seattle, there can be some tension here when the offense is not just not just well, you got a mediocre, lot of, uh, but when they're bad. When, they, when It's one thing to have a mediocre offense because you know they're not going to lose it for you, but they might win it for you yeah. occasionally. They just need to not lose it. Well, this offense, I think, could lose you some games. Like That's basically where I think they're at right now. I think this offense could lose you one or two games this year. 
And that gets frustrating if you're in a defense that is trying to win you. You know, if you have a defense that could win you two or three games, and then they have to try and win you two or three more because your offense is that bad. So I think I think they're going to be at six wins. That's where I'm going to put them, and in fourth place in the division. Yeah, I think they have an issue at the offensive line, which has kind of been a theme. Now, they attempted to rectify that by drafting Garrett Bowles in the first round. I believe it was the first round, or did they trade out? It was that in the second. No, it was in the first round. It was pick twenty, but you know they brought in Ronald Leary. They got McGovern, Sombrello, uh, Stevenson, Turner, uh, Medic Watson, but they just have had issues there the last few years. I like the defensive line. They've got some rush linebackers in Miller and Ray. I know some people are high on Brandon Marshall, the linebacker. They've had some turnover there. Right, that's why, like on defense, I think they could be, could be all right. But right, because they have Talib, Roby, and uh, Harris at cornerback. Uh, right. Then the safeties. I mean, they brought in T.J. Ward a few years ago. It basically I just, comes. I how, think they've hit their peak. Right. When I'm I saying. look at it, how many games do I think this offense scores more than twenty-one points? Well, how many times did they score more than 20 points last year? I Well, now you're getting it. Yeah, well, well, if I would have answered that, you would have just been like... I would have just ripped you right. apart, yeah. So they won by scoring 21, 34, 29, 27. So then they scored 16, 13. Then they were back up. 27, 27, 20, 25, 27. Made it to week 12 before they bucked the But then trend. look at the end of the year. 20, which is a win. Right. 10, 3, 10, and then 24 in a meaningless game. Right. Yeah. So, like... They were an average offense, but that's buoyed by the first half of the season. First four games, really. Six of the first... Right. Uh, six Where the they first played eight. the Panthers, who weren't what they were the year before. The Colts, who weren't that good. The Bengals, who weren't that good. Like... The Bucks, <sighs> who weren't that good. Right. So, like... Then they lost to the Falcons, lost to the Chargers. They beat the Texans, beat the Chargers, lost to the Raiders... Beat the Saints. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they didn't really win an impressive game after October. Um, and yeah, so. There were nobodies from Thanksgiving on. Yeah. So, because of that. <laughs> so, I mean, what, 9 and 7 last year? I think they're taking a step back, like you said. Yeah. Did you say 6 and 10? Yeah, I'm going to say 6 and 10. I'll go 7 and 9, but I do think they're the fourth. So, I'll say Broncos 7 and 9. Chargers 8-8. Eight and eight. And I do want to point out, I believe last year when we previewed the 2016 season, I said I chose Denver to finish, I believe, third when we did this. Yeah. I remember very early last year, over a year ago, it was in April when I did a show with my dad, I picked the Raiders to win the division, which they didn't do, but they came awfully they close. They could have. And I believe I had the Chiefs as the wild card. Now, it could have been the Chargers. I may be wrong on that. I don't remember. But I know I was high on the Raiders, and I was down on the Broncos. And my Uncle Rich said, how can you not take the Broncos to win that division? I, I, remember, I remember that from last year. So I'm putting that out there. I was definitely right on the Broncos, for sure. And now both of us believe that they're going to take it even a farther step back this year. So... Do you think- I think this year is going to be the year where they start to rebuild, meaning like where they enter the mode of like, all right, we can't just add a piece here, add a piece there. I think this is the year where they start to clean house. Right. So they already did that a little bit on the coaching staff, though, because Gary right. Kubiak retired, says uh, it was due to health reasons, and they brought in Vance Joseph, who was with the Bengals for a while, then in Miami for a few years. He's the new head coach. Uh, he was, I was not disappointed to see him leave because I did not like the way he ran the Dolphins defense. Oh, oh, sorry. Leave, I, leave Miami. I, I was thought not you were talking about Kubiak. I'm like, no, I didn't know you had no, that sorry, feelings no. about Kubiak. No, 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 no. I understand. I'm not, I understand. was not disappointed that Vance Joseph right. was the guy I, who got the Denver I remember job. when that news broke, your reaction was not one of, of bitter disappointment. Right. Should I say um, positive, they brought back Mike McCoy as the offensive coordinator who was in Denver for a number of years before he got the Chargers job. We know what happened there. So, you know, also another change in coaching staff. Sometimes that's a good thing for win and loss. Other times it's not. I don't know much about their defensive coordinator, uh, Joe Woods, but 
draft-wise, we talk about they took the offensive tackle early. We like the Jake Butts pick in the fifth round. I thought the Demarcus Walker pick isn't a bad pick either. Like, I thought, I don't know. Me, like, again, I'm not the draft analyst here, but from the times I watched Florida State, I thought he was one of their better defensive linemen. So, yeah, I, guess I think I think that could could be could be. I mean, he's probably going to be. I mean, they do like that. I know three I know. four under or four three over, right. whatever you want to call it. So they're using a big body at defensive end. They already had Crick, Gotsis, and who's he? A Wolf. Right. Like you only need two. Right. Now you added another one in the second round when you couldn't need more help on the you offensive line, help. another right. linebacker, uh, another receiver maybe. I mean, unless you're enamored with Benny Fowler. Cody Latimer is a bit or, of a bust. Or a quarterback. Or, or Yeah, right. Or a quarterback. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just... My opinion, you've got to go Trevor Simeon here unless Paxton Lynch outright just wins the job because right. um, I feel like Trevor Simeon can at least... And he showed this last year. He can make the decision, the right decisions. Um, and that's what you need here. He, unless you're just going to throw in the towel. But I think there's some defensive guys who are going to look for their way out. Like, Von Miller doesn't want to be around for a rebuild there. You right. know what I mean? Like, I, I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how all that goes. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just don't see a lot there that no. thrills me. And I think they're taking a step back. So I'll say seven and nine. You said six and ten, and that's and that's fourth place. Yep. We had the Chargers about eight, eight to nine wins. Yeah. All right. So well, that's what that's actually what pushed because I bumped up from seven to eight with the Chargers. I went down from seven to six. Yeah. On the Broncos. All right. So up next, we're going to talk about the Raiders, who finished second in the division last year. And I'll put it out here right away. I feel they're going to finish second in the division oh. this year. I'm going with them to win the division this Are year. Are you? Yeah, See, I'm, going I'm with not. Them to win. I'm not buying into it. I think I don't want to say it was a flash in the pan because obviously I haven't finished seeing second. I think if, it was. If I have the uh, Chargers winning eight to nine, I know I have to have the Raiders at nine to ten. Right. So that's that's where I'm going to slot the Raiders to be. Now last year were they they were twelve and four. Right. So I, I'm going to I'll say ten. Because right. I think they're still a very solid team. They're a nice young team which is always good in the league. Now, cause they shouldn't have to worry about contracts for, I think, another year or two. They brought in um, some nice pieces to help Derek Carr on offense in Jared Cook and Cordero Patterson. While he may not contribute a lot at wide receiver, we've heard the offensive coordinator say that they're going to try to get him more involved than he was in Minnesota. He's a great returner. Well, and he can be great to take things off of some of the other guys right. who started out strong, but, you, you know, can... If you have another threat, a speedster threat, that can really help some of the other guys. They didn't lose a whole much, a whole lot that I think should really worry them. Uh, Latavius Murray, you know, was their starting running back for a time. He went to Minnesota to replace Peterson. He's gone. Uh, some pieces on defense, including Malcolm Smith, uh, Nate Allen, and um, oh, who's the other? Oh, DJ Hayden, who was a former first round pick from a few years ago. Um, our boy Matt McGloin, Penn Stater, now, now in Philadelphia. Eagle. They signed A.J. Manuel from the Bills to be the backup there. Michael Rivera is an interesting one that went to Jacksonville. For the record, a Florida State coach, I can't think of his name right now. Jimbo Fisher. was He nailed it with E.J. Manuel. Well, so did we. I know, I know. But It's like everyone could see that except yeah. the Bills. So, I yes. mean, they lost some people, but... You know, they also ended up adding Marshawn Lynch, who just, you know, sat out a year and ended up now in Oakland. They're saying that he's been, you know, really great to work with there. He's got people hyped up. You know, you got Lynch and Carr, and then um, as Carr's healthy, you have Lynch and Taiwan Jones, who's an absolute speed demon. DeAndre Washington had a good moment as backup last year as well. Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, adding Patterson to that group. I don't know if he'll be an every down player be nice to find some no but if he homes. right but if he can be your other guy if you can get something out of crabtree and amari oh and amari cooper can be really good right well Cordell patterson can be can help open it up for those guys right and if you run try it out crabtree cooper patterson and then cook 
yeah. <laughs> tight end. Yeah. You got a pretty good uh, offensive weaponry there, and Clyde Welford's no slouch either. Their offensive line was actually one of their bigger ports for points of being strong last year. Howard, Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, uh, Kalichi Osamili, Donald Penn. You know, they had a good rotation of guys All there. Right. Very strong. Uh, Rodney Hudson's one of my favorites. He's a guy one of the Dolphins drafted a few years ago now uh, out of Florida State. I believe they got him. Was he a second rounder? I don't know. I want to say, yeah, what year was he drafted? 2011. Okay. So he he was taken yeah, in 2011. Second pick. Sec, yeah. yeah, second round. Second rounder for pick. the uh, Chiefs. And he, he spent uh, four years there and came over to the Raiders in 2015. He was a guy that I was really high on. I was hoping Miami would take him. Uh, but not the case. So offense, I think, looks stupendous. It's with adding Marshawn Lynch in the fold, Cordero uh, Patterson. Arrested Marshawn Lynch. Jared, Jared Cook. Um, defense at times could be and arrested dominant. and motivated Marshawn right. Lynch. Right. But also at times they kind of disappear. Khalil yes. Mack is an absolute beast. People thought he would be when he was taken so early in the draft uh, three or four years ago. Is he uh, from Buffalo? Yeah, yeah, Buffalo? yeah. That's University right. of Buffalo. Yeah, he was drafted um, fifth overall yeah. in 2014. So he is entering his prime and he already has been one heck of a player for the Raiders, he's a two-time Pro Bowler and first-teamer, and he was the player of the year defensively last year. But, you know, what else is there? Bruce Irvin, Jelani Jenkins. Defensively, we seem to let it go. A few of their guys. Now, they added Gary Conley, the Ohio State defensive back that was uh, had some run-ins with the law that have since not amounted think, to anything. I think they kind of dissolved. Um, yeah, I think. it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. They yeah. had Carl Joseph was their their early pick la- uh, last year, I believe. Reggie Nelson, journeyman Sean Smith's coming back had a down year last year. Uh, David Amerson. So they have some names. It's just what are they going to do? Can they duplicate their success from a year ago? Offensively, I would want to say yes. They could even be better offensively this year. But I just I don't know. I'm just not sold. They lost to the Falcons. Chiefs, Chiefs again, and the Broncos. Shouldn't have uh, – oh, I was thinking a different game. Never mind, never mind. You're right. So, like – and you look at some of them, like the losses. Now, okay, so the last loss was they were without Carr, right, and then without McGloin for most of that game. So, they're sitting there, but their losses, they scored 13 points at Kansas City. They scored 10 points – Against Kansas City the first time, which is interesting because Kansas City won the division last year. Yeah. And they, I want to say they destroyed them. They beat them by 16 and they beat them by 8. But, like, they held them to a total of 23 points in two games. Kansas City did. And they scored 28 against the Falcons. So, like, you know, they scored 6 against the Broncos in that last game. But, again, that was without their car. Um, I, I You mentioned all this stuff. I think the offense does get better. Um. I think the defense is about the same. I'm slotting them for 12 wins again. I think they're going to be at 12 wins. I think they win the division. Um, I think the offense does take that step up. I think the defense may not be dynamic like the Broncos' defense was, um, but I think the offense is going to start to make up for that. Um, and I don't know that Cordero Patterson is kind of the piece, but... I feel like somebody, somebody's going to step up to be a good third wide receiver there. Um, if they can get something out of Crabtree, I think Amari Cooper really starts to come into his own this year. 12 wins last year. They won those 12 games by a combined 80 points. Do you know what that victory margin is? No. It's actually the devil's number, 666 repeating. <sighs> now, I only pulled that up because I knew it was between 6 and 7. But it is 6.6 repeating, so... Um, that could be a red flag. Well, it's there. a black hole. I yeah. can't be. Well, yeah, true. Maybe actually, it's the opposite effect. Then <laughs> you know that's actually good. Uh, but no, I think it's actually a negative thing because they're actually the inverse Chargers. So yeah. the Chargers we saw go five and eleven last year and lose a whole bunch of games by a touchdown or less. They were the opposite. They only won, uh, I think, was it two games by a, more than a touchdown. They beat the Jaguars in Week Seven, thirty-three to sixteen. Uh, they beat the Broncos in Week Nine, thirty to twenty. Uh, they beat the Bills in Week 13, 38-24. to 
Uh, okay, they beat the Colts by eight, but uh, that's technically no, a touchdown and two-point yeah. conversion. So there were three games that they won by more than eight points. Their other nine games were all eight points or fewer. And actually, two of the first four were by a point. <laughs> so I just think they got lucky a bit last year. I'm not saying they're not a good team. No, they're I They're a good team. But like all the things that went against the Chargers, and we talked about went how right that adds for up. The they went right for the Raiders. You know? right. Now, they did lose the Falcons by a touchdown, so obviously they're for real. They just they couldn't beat the Chiefs, and I don't think they're going to be able to do it this year either. So I'm going to go with the Raiders as a second place team. I'm going to say they're ten and six, a game better than the Chargers, and three games better than the Broncos. Yeah, see, I think they are in first place at twelve wins because I think the Chiefs. Segueing here, I don't think they've gotten better. Um, now they were really good last year. <laughs> um, they won the division over a 12-4 and four Raiders team, and they beat the Raiders twice. Um, I just think you're going to have a quarterback situation there. I know Alex Smith is the guy to start. You drafted a guy in the first round. Um, you moved up into the first round to take him um, at the 10th spot. <laughs> Um, I know there's talk that, oh, he's not going to be ready right away. That's why they did it. Yeah, Alex Smith's not happy. You know, he said it feels a lot like it did in San Francisco where he did nothing but win and then got replaced by Colin Kaepernick. I don't really blame him for that, but part of me is like you couldn't score like a touchdown in the playoffs last year to win that game. You know, when you had how many chances against the Steelers. I think it was the Steelers. They had countless chances to to score. Actually, they did, and then they got the holding call on the two-point conversion. But anyway, um, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I like the, I like the Chiefs. I think they're still going to be really good. I think they're going to be at like 10 or 11 wins, but I, I don't know what they did to get better, per se. Like, they let Macklin go. I know they've had issues at wide receivers to begin with. I don't know. Like, I'm not... I'm not sure what the draft looked like for him, um, but I don't see. Well, Mahomes was the big right, one. exactly. So then they didn't, they didn't really have a, a like positionally. Like I don't think they're going to replace that. I, I don't know. I I think they take a small step back. I'm I'm probably going to put them at ten wins. Okay, I put them at ten wins. And four and last year, I still think probably a playoff team. I haven't really gone yeah. through all that in my head yet, but I think they and the Chargers flip or they and the Raiders flip. I think their their biggest issue might be on the defensive line. They let go to their guys and uh, Jay Howard and Don Terry Poe, but they did bring in a few guys to replace that talent. Primarily, I'm trying to figure out where he was. And he brought it, didn't he? Yeah, Benny Logan from the Eagles. Yeah, uh, he's a new addition for them along the defensive line. As was Jarvis Jenkins, who actually I think really finished part of the year last year with uh, the Chiefs. So you know. I I don't know if there's much of a loss there. Maybe a little bit. They have a couple of young guys though that started to step up last year, and I think they're just going to continue to get better. Uh, one of them was their cornerback. Uh, you know, guy when he was entering the league, there was questions about because of his issues at Washington. But Marcus Peters has become yeah. the guy, and what a guy to have. Um, out there, and then you also got Eric Berry back there, yeah, so they've got say, a strong, yeah, strong Eric Berry back secondary. And you know their linebackers, while they're aging a bit, you know we love our Tom Bahali and Justin Houston, Derek Johnson. They also have uh, Ray McWilson, Frank Zombo, and D Ford. So I think they've got the guys there. You know, it, one of these years it is going to fall apart because you have the Alex Smith situation. You have some older linebackers, right. but. I don't know. For this year, something was just telling me right. that I still think they're going to get it done. Andy Reid is just consistently You're good. Right. You're right. Like, his teams are just good. They'll have bumps in the road every so yep. often. And they, their critics will say, well, he's never gotten over the hump, which true. But I'm saying this year, I still think it's the Chiefs to lose. Alex Smith is proving I mean, quarterback. He made it to a uh, Super Bowl where he lost to a cheating Pats team. So, I mean, what, <laughs> what, what more do you want? They, Losing Jamal Charles is nothing. They barely used him the last, what, three of the last four years. I think he's missed most of the, the right, season yeah. anyways. That, Spencer Ware and Charkandrick West are great. They added C.J. Spiller, who had his issues in, in uh, New Orleans and never got going to his potential in Buffalo. But right. he's still, you know, he's still a, a speedy threat. Tyreek Hill, despite his off-the-field issues, is one of the 
you know, great breakthroughs last year, and they expect to feature him even more this year. Right. Not a lot else at wide receiver. You mentioned they let go of right. Macklin, like which got, was a surprise. Right. I, uh, but I th- just think Alex They have just, Travis Kelsey, who, when healthy, is, is incredible. Right. And they actually added but, Orson Charles and Gavin right. Escobar. So Right. So what are they going to do? Line Just run, line those guys up at wide receiver and just not worry about well, They're a run-first team, and, yeah. they, and they have the line to do it. That's the no, thing. No, I understand. But, like, I honestly don't. When I look at comparing them to the Raiders, I know they held the Raiders in check last year, but I don't. I think the Raiders' offense gets better, and so I think that I think the Raiders' offense is significantly better than the Chiefs' offense, and I think the defense, while the Chiefs have the significantly better defense, I think the gap is closer on defense than it is on offense. I think the Raiders are going to open that gap on offense this year. Well, uh, we'll see cuz you could be right about the Raiders being the flash in the pan. I think you're going to get Marshall Lynch and some of those guys playing really well early on and you're going to get this whole like and outside of Oakland people aren't going to get it, but I think like you're going to get this whole like we're playing for Oakland kind of thing. You know, like I just I think that's going to snowball into this story. You know, like that is going to be a positive story for them. Now, it could go really bad in Oakland in a hurry if that if that backfires because they talked about there are people radio guys saying how like if it goes south there like they need to have a plan to play their rest of their home games somewhere else this year because it's that it could go that bad in Oakland. Um, I I I just think the Chiefs. I think this is one of those years where it's an Andy Reid team that takes a step back, not collapses to like a four win team but i think this is one of those years where he wins like nine or ten i'm gonna put him at ten instead of the 12 or 13 like his team sometimes can and the schedule which which then leads to the you know i think if they're hovering around 500 you know people are you know halfway through the season alex smith the offense aren't like putting up crazy numbers like oh do we put the kid in do we put him home in? do we put him in you know like because if he's the guy in the future, like we we get the cap space if we let go of you know Smith next year, like that kind of stuff. I just, I'd I, say, I don't know. looking at the schedule, Andy Reid hasn't handled the quarterback situations the greatest in the past. I think the schedule favors your expectations of nine ten because oh, the because first they, nine they weeks don't have the advantage because they they lost like or they won the division. So right. that that for, hurts I them. I mean really the first 11 weeks are brutal and there's a, there's one buy in there because look at they start at New England to kick off the season. Lost. Literal first game. Lost. Then they host the Eagles, win. They for go the to the Chargers who we expect to be better. Now they right. beat them twice last year. But that year. has to be a win. It has to be a win, right. But then they then they have the Redskins who, you know, we haven't we done the NFC gonna, East right, yet, but, but we I think, think they're, they're going to be, be decent. Solid, yeah. That's not a pushover. They're H- at Houston. Houston. Oh, when the qu- the rookie quarterback who Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he's gonna be the quarterback by the time this game happens. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think he starts. I, right. So do I. I know O'Brien's kind of sandbagging that a little bit. But I think that's he, O'Brien. I think he he's he's Bilicek school there. Um, you know, I in in but my point is by October eighth, I feel like he's got his feet wet. You know, like right. he's he's. He's starting to pick well, up on things here. So I, I like that Deshaun Watson fit in, in Houston. Patriots lost. Eagles, I'll say push. I, I'll, I'll say probable win. I'll just say cause win because in Kansas City, right? At Chargers, that has to be a win. Yep. But then Redskins, Texans, Steelers, Raiders, Broncos, Cowboys, by Giants are the first <laughs> eleven weeks of the season. <sighs> yeah, that's brutal. Then they finish. They have the Bills and the Jets, which have to be wins. Before having the Raiders, Chargers, Dolphins, and Broncos. Yeah, Chargers, Dolphins, Broncos. The end. This isn't a knock. Chargers, we expect to be. They're going to need to win. Dolphins they're going to have to win two or three of those to win the division. Now, I think they have to win all three. What's of those, working so. in their favor is four of their last five are at home. Well, sorry, yeah. four or five from week twelve to sixteen are at home, and then they finish though at Denver. Right. So. Kansas City, 12-4 last year. I think they go 10 or 11, get the tiebreaker with Oakland if they win 10. I still think that they're the team to beat. I could see this blowing up my face and Oakland's offense just clicking and then running away with it. I'm getting to 12 wins, but something just tells me to not overlook the Chiefs. No, and and don't get me wrong. I'd love to see Andy do it. Um, 
But I, I don't know. I just, I think that Oakland story is going to turn into something this year. So, uh, we'll have to wait and see. We'll Be interesting. See. Yeah. Be interesting. I was always, for a long time, you know, maybe a decade ago and earlier because they were irrelevant, essentially. I was, I hated the Raiders. I they were one of the teams that yeah, I absolutely we've, we've talked about that. Like. And now they're just they're the very team, few, like, I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. Just to be clear, like, we talk about not liking teams, stuff like that. There's Evan Floyd. I am much more likely, I feel like, of the two of us to really just have an uncontrolled hatred for a team than you are. Yours are far and few between, but when you have them, uh, yeah. it is it is all out. Yeah. It is all out. Yeah. Well, the Raiders, are they're on the downswing now. They were at a peak at one point <laughs> where probably from, like, junior high, high school, and early college, but then they kind of became irrelevant, and it was like, why hate them? Like, what's the so point? So you're not a Rich Gannon fan, is what you're saying. And I didn't really, I don't know what no, it was. There was history with the Dolphins, though, so I mean, no, sure, no, I get it, I get it. it. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's our AFC West predictions. We're together on four and three. We had Broncos at four, Chargers at three. I went Raiders at two, Chiefs at one, which... You know, that's a bad omen for me because that's exactly how it was last year at the top I'm talking. And, you know, what, at least 50% of playoff teams, there's overturn each right. year. And have we done that at all yet? No. no. Se- Seahawks and Chiefs for me, Seahawks and Raiders for you, those are all playoff teams from last year. So we're off to a start that might you know, come already come back to bite us. We're only two divisions in, but that's how we feel. So, you know, yeah, that's the FC West. So two down. And six to go again. NFC South next week with me and whoever I bring in here to 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 join me. I don't know who it'll be, but we will have Justin's input as well. We'll get that out there so he can't have uh, revisionist history and say oh, that's exactly what I said would happen when yeah. we're in uh, when we're in the holidays of 2017. Yeah, check back in January for my uh, a- <laughs> NFC South picks. <laughs> yeah, for your predictions, uh, we'll have a special show on New Year's Day, and he- he'll let us know um how it's going to fare so i think that about does it here though do you have any uh, shout outs or mentions uh happy father's day yeah <laughs> other than that which <laughs> happy father's day to you thank you you too <laughs> happy father's day to my dad uh to my father-in-law to uh you know all of you fathers out there celebrating a lot of you have had an impact on our lives and we appreciate it so we hope everyone had a wonderful day today yeah um my uh cousin brian is celebrating a birthday tomorrow and also i feel like there was one recently that i wanted to mention and now now i forget what it was so happy father's day and happy uh, early birthday to my cousin brian yeah. all right well thanks for joining us this wraps up the 236th episode of the joe mays and jraf show we hope you tune in every sunday for our take on sports until next time i'm jraf and i'm joe mays thanks for listening Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and JRAF show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter and stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRAF.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF show is part of the JMNJR radio network. For more info, visit jmnjrradio.com.